Hi. Wow, I feel really weird. It reminds me of that time I was in the Senate hearing committee and all that stuff was going on. Really awkward. Hold on. These are not really for me. Okay. You guys doing okay? Hey, before we get into uh, the word, I've got a couple of announcements for you real quick. Um, first, I have an, uh, there's an announcement that's not on the list. Thanks for worshiping. Thank you for worshiping. That is what it's going to be like in heaven. I'm telling you, if you don't like that, then <laughs> I didn't say go to hell. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, if you don't like that, if that doesn't like do something to you, then some, you need to really look at your life. That, that, I'm sitting down here. I told Joy, now I have to come up. I'm all crying and everything. And it's from listening to you worship. It's from hearing all these voices together worshiping. That's what the church is, man. The, the body of Christ is only a body when we're together. You get that? You get that? Imagine a bunch of arms and legs and feet and kidneys laying around, right? That's no good. They all come together. And we're filled with his spirit and we return our thanks to him in worship. So thank you for participating in that. And, you know, it's not for us. You know that? You ever heard somebody say, well, I don't go to that church anymore because I don't like that worship doesn't do anything for me. You know what, it's not for you. It's not for you, it's for him. And he's so, so worthy of it. But there's like this hidden like benefit, right? Like a side benefit for us. And then when we worship God, we get to actually experience his presence. And we get to just kind of feel like it's what it's like just to be like really with him. And we talk here all the time about these kingdoms, right? So here we live in the, the kingdom of earth, right? And then up here we've got the kingdom of heaven. And someday those two kingdoms are going to come together, right? And right now we live in this little overlap. Yeah, there's this little place where we're kind of in both places at the same time. And we can experience the kingdom of heaven in little snippets. Yeah, that's a snippet. When we're, when we're experiencing this feeling of being in the presence of God, read Revelation 21. That's what happens in the end. He's with us. He's among his people. That's what it feels like to be in heaven, is to experience the presence of God. So it's not for us, but we get a pretty cool side benefit from it. Yeah? All right. So that doesn't count on my time. That would just talk. A uh, couple things to talk to you about. Um, number one, um, you should register to vote. You should register to vote. Um, I'll say it like this. Your politics should not inform your faith. But your faith should inform your politics. You hear me? You understand what I'm talking about? Because I can preach about it all day long, or we can go on to the next thing. You... All right. If you're not registered to vote, register to vote. Uh, number two, if you're 50 or up, or if you're married or dating someone that's 50 or up, I think that, Bob, where are you at? Is that okay? Like, like what about me? I'm not 50, but Margaret is. Do I qualify? <laughs> it's okay? Okay, so we have our 50 and up group is having their Valentine's banquet, and it's on uh, the 9th of February, and they've got a table back in the back, so go back there and talk to Bob and Barbara. You should come to that event. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, also, I need to tell you about our men's retreat. If you're a man, how many of you are men? Wow, that's pretty. <laughs> you would know. How many of you are men? Yeah, you know. Um, so we're having a retreat for us on March 1st through March 3rd. It's going to be an awesome time. We're going to do man stuff, man. We're going to play sports and jump off of stuff and climb stuff and shoot stuff. So that sounds like fun, right? And we're going to worship and we're going to hear the word and we're just going to fellowship together. So if you're a man, uh, you can go to our website, mycbcb.com, and you'll find a place to register there for that. So let's pray and then I'm going to 
figure out what I'm going to do next here, and then we'll sit, get into the Word. Um, Father, thank you just for this chance to experience like a taste of what it is to be in your kingdom and in your presence. Um, God, I just, I just pray that as we're getting into your word right now that you'll reveal yourself to us. We, we, want, we, we want you. We want you. And so we come to your word and we seek your presence and we hang out with your people and we come to your house. It's because we want you. We want to hear from you. We want to experience you. We want to know you and we want to love you. So will you just like, show us how today as we get into your word? In Jesus' name, amen. You guys okay if I sit down? I'm going to do it anyway, might as well. <laughs> this feels weird. Um, yeah, so for the last few weeks, we've been talking about digging into God's word for understanding and also for application. And I think what we've admitted is that sometimes it's hard. You know, it's hard to understand or it's hard to figure out how it applies to us. Um, especially some parts of the Bible that are just confusing or, or scary or just weird. Um, but I think what we've learned is that we actually can understand the Bible and we actually can even apply the Bible to our lives if we just dig in. And I think the main thing we need to get away from all of this with is that as hard as it is, um, it's worth it. Because the more we dig into God's word, the more we find God. And in his word, we can find purpose and meaning and healing and peace and joy and life. So 2 Timothy 3.16 says, all scripture is inspired by God. It's useful to teach us what's true and to make us realize what's wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and it teaches us to do what's right. And God uses it. God uses scripture to prepare and equip his people to do every good thing work. This, this, is, this is God communicating with us. And that's a really, really big deal. So we want to make every effort and we want to utilize every possible resource um, to dig into it. So just as an example, um, we dig into the languages. The Bible is mostly written in Hebrew and in Greek and in Aramaic. And so we want to dig in and do the work of trying to understand what it's really trying to say to us. So are you guys up for just a quick one word of Greek today? A really cool word. So that scripture, um, I think it's on the board still, 2 Timothy. It says, all scripture is inspired by God. And that inspired by God, some of your translations may say all scripture is God-breathed. God-breathed. And that's actually a really cool translation of a word. And here's the word, theonustos. Let me hear you say it. Theonustos. Read the second line down. It's easier. Theonustos. And it's a compound word. Theo in Greek is always about what? God, right? So theocracy, theology, right? Theo is always something to do with God. And then neustos is a really cool word. And it comes from a root word, pneuma. Pneuma. Um, P-N-E-U-M-A. Pneuma. Um, and that's a really cool word that we don't have in English. We don't have an English like corresponding word. There's one in Hebrew, it's the word ruach. Say ruach. See, we're multilingual today. Look at that, three languages in one sermon. Um, so uh, pneuma means, it has multiple meanings. It means wind or air. Um, in fact, you know what word we get from this? Pneumatic, yeah? What is a pneumatic tire? It's got air in it, right? It's full of air. That's a pneumatic tire. Um, it also means breath the wind, the air that's in us. 
or it also means spirit. So pneuma, if it's theo pneuma, right? if it's the breath, if it's the air, if it's what's inside, or it's the spirit of God. So theo pneuma. And it's in the New Testament a lot. Um, in Matthew 3.16, there's a really famous story where Jesus gets baptized. Here's what it says. This is Matthew 3.16. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened and he saw the pneuma, the spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. It's a cool word, right? Um, so in this passage, let's think about this. In 2 Timothy, we still have it? Can we get that word back up there, Brian? 2 Timothy, there we go. Um, what it's saying is that all scripture is, yeah, it's inspired by God. It's God breathed, right? What it's really telling us is that all scripture is infused with pneuma, right? All of scripture is infused with the breath of God, the spirit of God, the essence of who God is. So the spirit of God is breathed into this book. You with me? Go like this. Go like this, okay? So Romans 8, 9 says that everybody that belongs to Jesus has his same pneuma, his same spirit inside of us. We are, if we're believers, if we're in Christ, that means we are filled with his breath. We're filled with his spirit. And that's why 1 Corinthians 6, 19 says, don't you realize that your body is a temple, it's a dwelling place, a place where lives the Holy Spirit who lives in you. Don't you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? He lives not in a building, right? Not in a cloud, not in a pillar of fire, not in a box, not in an ark. He lives in you. In fact, we are the body of Christ because we're filled with his pneuma, right? We're a body, but we're particularly the body of Christ. Why? Because we're filled with his spirit. So God's Holy Spirit is infused into this book and it's infused into us that are in Christ. So what does all that have to do with uh, digging the truth out of the Bible? Here's what it is. God's pneuma, God's spirit is in you and God's spirit is in his word and he's transforming you if you're a believer, he's making you more like Jesus through the power of his spirit in you and through the power of his spirit in this book. And we said it last week. If his spirit is in this book and his spirit is in us, especially when it's hard to understand the book, we should sync them up, right? We should, we should let his spirit speak to us about and through this book. And if he, it, it makes sense. I mean, 1 Corinthians 2.11 says... No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. But here's the catch. We have received God's spirit. So we can understand his thoughts because we have his spirit. So God's spirit in us can speak to us just like his spirit in this book. In fact, his spirit in us can help us understand his book because it's filled with his spirit. Does that make sense to you? It's like multiple uh, platforms. How about that? Um, I can tell you like this. Um, how many of you have ever sent a text and what you meant to type in is not what came out? Yeah? Or if you use like the voice thing, 
it's, oh my gosh. So I got, my truck has this, you know, you can, with Google, I can, I can say, okay, Google, you know, text, whatever. And, and, and she even, like, she'll confirm with me. Like, I'll say, this is what I want you to say. And she goes, okay, here's what I got. Is that what you want to say? All right, and it never is. It never is. So it's like, okay, yeah, text Joe. Sure, texting Joe. What's the message? And I'll say, Joe, I'll meet you at church at 9 o'clock. And she'll say, I got Joe. I'll beat you at church at 9 o'clock. Ready to send it? And it's like, no, don't, no. Okay, then what's the message? It would be faster to stop and just do it, right? And so, okay, what's the message? Joe, I'll meet you at church at 9 o'clock. And she'll say, okay, I got Joe. I'll eat you at church. And, right? And so what do you do? You, you get mad and you pick up the phone and you just call them, right? It's like, so they got some of it, right? They got the church part. That's where they got the nine o'clock part. Just the verb is killing us. That one word is messing us up. So if I could text you and call you, right? No matter how bad my conversation is, no matter how bad my text is, I kind of increase the chances of getting my message across. Does that make sense? So it's kind of the same way here. It's pretty cool if we can hear from God through text, but we can also hear from God through his spirit in us. And I know, I mean, you're already squirming, man. I know some of you are thinking this sounds like, oh, it's mystical. Oh, this sounds, it sounds a little weird to say that God could speak to us. But let me ask you a question. Um, Is it weird for God to communicate with us? Or was that the plan from the beginning? That was the original concept, right? We were going to be together with him. We're going to be talking with him all the time, going for walks, hanging out, having conversations. That was the original plan. And I know people, yeah, but I don't know it, man. It's the supernatural stuff. You know, it's scary. I don't even know if I believe in that supernatural stuff. Sure you do. Sure you do. Sure you do. You do believe in supernatural stuff. How many of you believe in God? (laughs) <laughs> Say yes, yeah. so you're going to be like the least popular person in the room, right? <laughs> of course you believe in God. I mean, that's the definition, right? Super means above, right? Natural means natural, right? God is super natural. He's the definition. If you believe in God, you do believe in the supernatural. Um, how many of you um, read the Bible? Say yes. Yeah? And do you think God's behind that? You think he has something to do with the writing of the Bible? So think about what you're saying. You're saying God, the creator of everything, right? God wrote a book for you. You believe that? Okay, then you believe in the supernatural, right? How many of you pray? Say, yeah, look, you guys, just raise your hands. I don't want to, like, I don't want to judge you, but I'm judging you. Okay, (laughs) how many of you pray? Oh, everybody, awesome. Okay, well, listen, so you think... (laughs) You think you can talk to God and he can understand you? Yeah, okay, well then you believe in the supernatural. And I, I, would just, I would suggest to you that it would seem weird if God's original design, all-powerful God, all-knowing God, right? If his original plan was for us to have communication and he can communicate with us and he does communicate with us, but we can only do it orally and he can only do it with a written word. That wouldn't even make sense, right? So you know what I think? I think God does want to communicate with us. And I think God can communicate with us. And I think God, God does communicate with us lots of ways 
through our circumstances and, and in creation, I don't know, visions, dreams. But mostly God speaks to us and most clearly God speaks to us through his word and through his spirit and through his people. So how do we get there? I wanna hear from God, I wanna sync them up. Yeah, I wanna, I, I wanna, I wanna sync up the written word in front of me because I know it's full of his spirit with the living word that's inside of me because I know I'm full of his spirit and even God's spirit-filled people that are all around me. How do I like create space for that to happen? So it's not weird that we can communicate with God. It's not something we should be like afraid of or scared of or nervous about or anxious. What you were created for. So the original plan, that's what you were created for. But like it is uncommon, right? That's what makes it supernatural. It's a miracle that we can read the Bible and understand God. It's a miracle that he can hear us in prayer. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. So by definition, it's not common. So how do we enable, how do we create space for this uncommon, miraculous thing to happen? And one way to do that that we're going to talk about today is called a discovery Bible study. So here's how it works. Um, You have to have a Bible. So if you have a Bible with you today, that's great. Get it handy. If you don't and you've got a phone with version or something on it, get it out now. We're going to need it. Um, and um, it's okay to turn it on. If it beeps, we'll forgive you. Um, you need a pen and something to write on. So if you didn't get one of these yellow forms, then you're dead to me. No, you're not dead to me. Then you, you know what you can do? Use a, a check or something. If you're going to write that big check for a million dollars to the church today, just use that check and just write on that instead. Um, don't do that. Um, if you use a deposit slip and go ahead and stick with the million dollar check. Uh, so here's what we're gonna do. Um, here's a discovery Bible study in a nutshell. Here's how it works. You can look at any passage of scripture and we're gonna ask four questions. No matter which passage you look at, it's always the same four questions. The first question is, what does this passage tell me about God? Who he is, what he loves, what he wants for me his relationship, what he looks like in Jesus, what it's like to experience him through the Holy Spirit. What couple of things does this passage tell me is true for sure about God? Second question, what does this tell us is true about people? I was reading a passage the other day and I was doing a discovery Bible study and I read the passage and I thought, you know what this this tells me about people is people are stupid. Okay, that's a revelation from God right there, right? So we're gonna ask three-ish things. What does it tell us about God? What does it tell us about people? Then it gets harder. The third question is, what is God trying to tell me through this passage? Have you ever read a passage of scripture and it really means something to you right now and then you read that same passage again a year or two or five or 10 later and it means something completely different to you? Yeah, because it's alive. Yeah, it's changing and great. This, it's alive and it's, it's, it's adapting to us and we're adapting to it. So we're gonna ask, what does this mean to me? Because I can read a passage and God can speak to me and say something completely different than what he's saying to you. Yeah, so we're gonna ask, what is this scripture trying to say to me? And the fourth question is a hard question. Now I've seen something about God and I've seen something about people and I see what God is trying to say to me. What am I gonna do about it? Or how am I gonna put skin on this? Practically, if, if God is showing me that I need to be kind to my neighbors, right? I read this story and what I learned from that story is God's telling me that I'm supposed to be kind to my neighbors. What am I gonna do about it this week? What measurable, tangible, 
accountable thing am I going to do this week? Well, I am taking brownies to my neighbor this week. Okay, great. Then that's your thing. So we're going to ask those four questions, no matter what the passage is. But here's the catch. We don't want the answers from your brain. And we don't want the answers from some great sermon that you heard years ago. And it's hard for you guys because your pastor's so awesome. But I don't want you to think back on something that you heard back in Bible college or I heard a great sermon one day or I read this article one day. I don't want it to be your own intellect. I want us to really ask God to reveal the answer to these questions to us. So we're going to prayerfully read Scripture and we're going to ask God, God, will you speak to us today? I don't want to, I, I want to use your spirit in me. I want you to reveal to me something about yourself and something about people and what you want to say to me today, right now, about my life. And I want you to show me something I need to do. And I'm going to do it. That's a discovery Bible study. They are awesome. You can use this by yourself at home. If you've always said, well, I want to do a Bible study with my family, but I don't know how to do a Bible. There you go, right there. You don't, you do no preparation. I've done zero preparation. Probably you can tell. I've done zero preparation, right? We're just going to, we're just going to do it. And you don't have to have any preparation. So if you've ever said, well, I'd like to have a Bible study with my friends at work, but I don't know how to do that. This is how you do that. This is how you do that. Um, I use it for, I use it for sermon prep. I'm telling you, I, I, when I sit down and I'm gonna, I'm gonna preach a passage of scripture, I've got, I showed you like Bible Hub and all that last week. I'm holding out on you guys, man. You can't believe the software I have. It, it's magic. It is magic what it, I've got at my fingertips hundreds of versions, hundreds of commentaries, commentaries and dictionaries and maps and books and all kinds of stuff. Just touch a button and boom, it all comes up. But before I even look at that, um, before I kind of hear what's, what some great preacher or some great theologian or some great commentator said about this passage, I want to know what God wants to say to me about this passage. So I do a discovery Bible study. I pray for God to reveal his truth to me, and then I'll confirm it by looking at commentaries and what other people think it means. Does that make sense? So, I mean, at the end of this series, you guys aren't going to need me at all. I'm, gonna, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get fired at the end of this series because you're going to see that you, God can reveal truth to you in your spirit and through Scripture and through other people. So everybody got a yellow sheet, right? Today we're going we're gonna to do a live, we're going to do a discovery Bible study here uh, in person. But I don't want everybody shouting out the answers because we want to hear from him through his word. And we want to hear from him through our spirit or his spirit in us. But we also want to hear from him through other people who are also full of his spirit. So it's great to do this with friends. It's awesome to do this not just by yourself because God may want to speak to you through somebody sitting on your right or your left. And so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to invite a couple of people to just come up on stage and we're just going to do it together. But I also want you guys to do it. In fact, if you're at home, you can do it too. Just get a piece of paper and you can, do this, you can follow right along with us. So I'm going to invite a couple of people to come up on stage. I was going to do more, but I think I'm only going to do, I think I'm going to do one on each side. I'm going to get two people to come up here and do this with me. Who wants to do it? Who wants to do it? Who wants to do it? Shane, I'm gonna have you come. I, you, you're good. I've had you. You come help me. Come help me, Jen. I've had you. I've had you. Clap for these people. They're very brave, or or possibly very foolish. We're gonna find out. Hang on. I'm gonna move some chairs. Okay, one well, right there. You right there is fine. And then. We are making this up as we go, man. All right, here we go. That's going right there. Please tell us your name. Shane. Get up to the microphone. You guys got to be right on the microphones, okay? 
right up to the microphone. Shane. And Jen. Shane. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and Shane, have we ever met? Once or twice. <laughs> Jen, have we ever met? A couple times. Okay. Okay. So we have met. Um, but we haven't like rehearsed or practiced or anything. So we're just going to do it and you're going to do it. Are you going to do it with me? Are you going to do it or not? Okay, so here we're going we're to do it together. Here's the passage we're going to use. I wrote it down. Luke 8. Luke 8. So if you've got your Bibles, it's going to be, you got your stuff? Um, Matthew, Mark, Luke in the New Testament. Luke chapter 8. It's a, it's a story you've probably heard, but we're going to ask God to reveal something new to us from it. You guys got a pencil on everything? You got one of these yellow things? Okay. Uh, and so here's what we're going to do. We're going to put it on the screen. I'm going to read it. And remember, we're going to be prayerful that God is going to reveal to us the answer to those four questions. Four questions are, what does it tell us about God? What does it tell us about people? What's he trying to say to you? And what are you going to do about it? Okay. So here we go. We're going to read it together. And then we're going to stop and pray. And we're going to wait for a couple of minutes for God to reveal his truth to us. And then we're, going to, we're just going to have a little interaction here and answer the questions. And then you guys can do it. And if you're at home, I hope you'll be doing it as well and yell at your uh, screen as we're doing it. Okay, here we go. This is Luke 8, and we're going to start at verse 26. You guys ready? You got it? So they arrived in the region of, oh my gosh, Garansinus, across the lake from Galilee. As Jesus was climbing out of the boat, a man who was possessed by demons came out to meet him. For a long time, he had been homeless and naked, living in the tombs outside the town. As soon as he saw Jesus, he shrieked and fell down in front of him and he screamed, why are you interfering with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? Please, I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had already commanded the evil spirits to come out of him. The spirit had, uh, the spirit had often taken control of this man and even when he was placed under guard and put in chains and shackles, he just broke them and rushed out into the wilderness completely under the demon's power. So Jesus demanded, what is your name? Legion, he replied, for he was filled with many demons. And the demons kept begging Jesus not to send them into the bottomless pit. There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby, and the demons begged him to let them enter into the pigs. So Jesus gave him permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the entire herd plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned. When the herdsmen saw it, they fled to the nearby town and surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. People rushed out to see what had happened. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man had been freed from the demons. And he was sitting at Jesus' feet, fully clothed, perfectly sane, and they were all afraid. Then those who had seen what happened told the others how the demon-possessed man had been healed. And all the people in the region began uh, begging Jesus to go away and leave them alone for a great wave of fear swept over them. So Jesus returned to the boat and left, crossing back to the other side of the lake. And the man who had been freed from the demons begged to go with him. But Jesus sent him home saying, no, go back and tell your family everything God has done for you. So he went all through the town proclaiming the great things Jesus had done for him. Okay, so we've read the passage. We've seen God's spirit is infused in this word. His spirit is inside us. We're going to ask him to reveal truth from this passage to us. And then we're going to kind of kick it around in these questions. So the first two questions, what does it tell us about God? What does it tell us about people? Let's pray together, right? Here we go. Father, we just thank you for your word. Thank you for loving us and for sharing truth with us and for revealing yourself to us. 
Thank you because your word is alive. And God, I'm just going to ask you right now just to reveal. I don't, I don't care what somebody told me five years ago. I don't care what I read in an article 10 years ago. I want to hear from you today. So will you please reveal your truth. Show us who you are. Show us something that is true about you and your heart and your character and your passion and your love for us. Show us who you are today. And show us something about people. We, we have to live with people. We're surrounded by people. It's a world full of people. We're created in your image. But show us something about human nature, about how people are. Show us something about people. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I'm going to set a timer on my watch. We're going to take three minutes. Be prayerful. And we're going to try to fill in those first two questions. What are three things the passage tells you about people? What are three things the passage tells you about God? Okay, here goes the timer. You guys got your pencils? Ready? Don't start yet. Go. <laughs> three things is
Okay, that's time. Pencils down. So here's how it works. We believe now God has spoken to us through his word. He's even spoken to us through his spirit. Now we're sitting at the kitchen table with 300 of our closest friends. And so we're just going to just share. And now I'm going to hear, I'm going to hear from God through Chris and through Shane. I'm through Chris, through Jen and through Shane. I know. Well, Chris can yell if he wants to. Okay, so what did you guys think? Well, first of all, let's, let's do them in order. So what do you think are three things this passage tells you about people? Yeah. How are we doing on the mic? Is that mic okay? Yeah? Good. Okay. So, one, we are fearful by nature. Mm. Um, we question a lot, but sometimes we know it's okay to be still. Mm. We don't want to be alone. We need God. Mm. Why do you say that about that we don't want to be still? Well, we question a lot, but sometimes we know it's okay to oh. be still. Because he talked about how... Uh, it says, uh, those people tended to pay, they were scared to death. People went out to see what happened. They came to Jesus and found the man whose demons had been sent out, sitting there at Jesus' feet, wearing decent clothes and making sense. It was a holy moment, and for uh, a short time, they were more reverent than curious. Oh, uh, they're just still. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. So what are the three again? So we're fearful by, fearful by nature. We question a lot, but sometimes we know it's okay to be still. Okay. We don't want to be alone. Excellent. We need God. Yeah, very good. Very good. Thank you. Yes. Um, the first one, kind of same thing. People fear what they don't understand. Mm. Um, I, you know, the guy was bowing down, and I don't know if he was bowing down because of the demons. I like to think of it that he was humbling himself. Like he mm. recognized Jesus and like immediately kind of fell on his mm. knees. And so I think there's like freedom if we, if we humble mm. ourselves. That's good. And then kind of towards the end, you know, I think it kind of reveals that one of, God's purposes for our life is to reveal, to bring him glory by, by sharing our testimony. That's yes. good. That's good. Yeah, that's good. So, because he went and told everybody yeah. in the town. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's excellent. That's excellent. Um, yeah, so I, I'm with kind of some of the same stuff. Um, that we tend to be scared of the supernatural, right? Um, I thought it was interesting that Jesus does this amazing, these people know this guy, right? He's been the town troublemaker for all of these years. They got him chained up in the cemetery. They're scared of this man. He's naked and violent and horrible. Jesus heals him. They see him. He's sitting there in a bow tie, all calm and relaxed and everything's cool. And instead of them saying, wow, it's awesome, it says they were scared. Like, they were scared. They were scared of the supernatural, even when it's good. Yeah. We have a tendency to be scared of the supernatural. Um, we want to share what we've seen because the herdsmen went back and told everybody, hey, this guy just took away our livelihood, which is bad. Uh, but then also that man, when this thing had happened, he wanted to share um, what, what he had experienced or what he had seen. And uh, the last one I wrote was that we have a real powerful enemy mm -hmm. that is frankly stronger than us without Jesus. Okay, so what are three things this passage tells you about God? Shane, you wanna go first this time? Sure. Um, evil recognizes and is absolutely terrified of God. Mm, that's good. Um, God has compassion for the things that bind us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought it was weird that Jesus left when he was asked to kind of leave. Like, I think, um, you know, I think, he, in, at least in, in Mark, I think he gets in the boat and he's going to leave the town. Yeah, yeah. And, he does. and so I think God's a gentleman. Yeah. I mean, if, if we oh, don't want him good. in our lives... Yeah. And we tell him we don't want him. I think yeah. he'll kind of respect that to a certain extent, yeah. which is also very scary. 
Mm. That is scary. I, I got to tell you, I didn't see that. But here's what it says, verse 37. All the people in the region begged Jesus to go away and leave them. Yeah. So he did. Yeah, that's, that's good. Shame. He respects us. Yeah, that's good, man. Thank you. Jen, All what right, else do you have? So he's powerful and he sees our needs. Um, mm. God is kind and gracious. And he does what he says. And I put, he don't mess around. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. He sees our needs. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Because he knew what this guy had been up against. Elroy. Yeah, this is his first meeting of this person. But he knew. Yep. Yeah, that's good. Um, I said that he has authority that people don't. Or power over things that people don't. Um, it struck me that he was um, available. Mm. That Jesus was like... Um, I like the term interruptible. He had, I mean, he was going someplace, right? Yes. He's going to preach. He probably had a gig that day, right? He had a, an engagement that day and he stumbles across this guy and he stops what he's doing and spends the day with this person. Um, also that he, he has a plan that might not make sense to us. You know, I, every time I read this, that last part always sticks out to me that this, this man says, this is amazing, you changed my life. I'm coming with you. I'm going to the next town with you. And Jesus says, no, go tell your family. And that must have been disappointing to that guy. But I think there's a message there that Jesus has a plan and it might not always be our plan. Okay, so now, you guys doing okay? You guys still out there? Yeah? Uh, so now we're gonna do the third question. This is where it gets harder. This is where it gets harder. So we've seen some stuff. I bet some of your stuff was sort of similar to some of our stuff, but maybe you had something completely different. I don't know. But then here's what we want to do. We want to ask God to say to, to, to you, Jen, what, if God was going to say this to you, right? I put this in the Bible for a reason, for you. Here's what I want you to know. And that's why we frame the question like this. Fill in your name right there. I'm going to put Larry. <laughs> Larry, I want you to know. What is God trying to tell you through this passage. So let's pray. Again, this is a spiritual moment. This is not just me thinking. This is us trying to experience the Holy Spirit. So let's pray, Jesus. And I mean, we don't want this just to be an interesting story to us. We don't want this just to be something for us to learn or memorize or something like that. I mean, we want, we want to be changed. We want to be more like you. We want to experience the rich, satisfying, abundant, purposeful life that you have for us. So will you please just reveal to me and to Shane and to Jen and to everybody that's doing this, what do you want to say to us right now? How does this pertain? What's the transcendent truth in this for us today? Reveal yourself to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so now we're going to take about a minute. Okay, I'm going to set my timer. We're going to ask him what he wants to say to us in this moment right now. Hold on, because I don't know how to work my timer. Hold on. Don't get a head start. Go.
You guys done? Okay. Um, whose turn is it to go first? Jen, it's your turn to go first. Um, I put that he's done miracles in my life and my family's life, and he prompts me to share pieces of it often. And he's working on one currently, and he's excited for me to share what he's about to do. That's awesome. So you've seen that God is able to do supernatural things. You've seen that people have the capacity, right, or even the desire, or maybe even the purpose of sharing what they've seen and what they've experienced. And now through that, God has revealed to you that he's done supernatural things in your life that are just as good. And it's time now for you to go ahead and share some of those things, or at least that time's coming. Yes. Yeah? Cool, right? Very cool. Get it? This is God revealing truth to her about her life through a story that's 2,000 years old. 2,000 years old. Yeah? Okay, Shane, you're going to go, but I want you to do it like this. Say, in God voice, Shane, I want <laughs> you to know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, really similar, actually. So I think I just wrote down that, uh, that I got to humble myself daily. Um, and it's because of God's mercy that I'm, I'm free as well. Mm. And that I have a responsibility to actually share mm. my testimony. Well, it is remarkably similar, right? Yeah. 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 So God has done miraculous things for you. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's time yeah. for you to kind of begin to be open to that, to see it, maybe. Yeah. That kind of came out more when you were talking than it did when you were talking. That you need to recognize that there's been supernatural stuff in your life, too. Absolutely. Right? Uh, and now it's time for you to share that. Yeah. Get it? See how it works? Okay, here's what I wrote. Uh, Larry, I want you to know um, that you shouldn't let your fear, my fear, or my um, uncomfortableness with supernatural, spiritual, mystical things interfere with his plan, which I might not understand. That's good. Yeah. This is how it works. This is how it works. So maybe what he's revealed to you is completely different than what he's revealed to us. So now, that was the fun part. Now comes the hard part where we're going to say, okay, well, because God has shown me this thing about people and he's shown me this thing about who he is and he's shown me how this applies to my life, how do I be obedient to that? Right? So what steps shall I take? What things should I do? What experience should I have? So I will blank, okay? So let's pray. Father, we just want you to reveal, we don't wanna skip the hard part here. We know that you call us to do things and some of those things are hard. We're Jesus followers. That means we've gotta go where he went and we've gotta do what he did and we've gotta experience some of the stuff that he's experienced and sometimes that's hard and sometimes that's joyful and sometimes that's amazing and exciting and fun and sometimes it's really kind of dark and scary and creepy. So we're just gonna open ourselves up to you now, Lord. We wanna set aside our will and we wanna know what your will is. We're just gonna ask you to give us just a specific thing. God, what can we do this week to be obedient to you? Show us in Jesus' name. Okay, let's take a minute and let's think of listening to him and we're gonna allow him to speak to us about what he would have us to do.
Need another page, Jen? I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, your turn to go first. Yeah. Whose turn is it to go first? I can go first. I'm okay, Shane. Um, sure. Um, I'm traveling next week, mm. um, and so I think it's easy to, to get busy and not carve mm. out any time for, for God. So mm. I think I'm going to try to start my mornings out by just humbling myself and trying to get a little time with Him. Mm. Uh, but more importantly, I, I just pray that uh, I'm going for training, but there will be an opportunity to maybe share just a little bit about my story and what God's done for me awesome. in my life with people that I don't really know. Mm. Um, I don't get to, I work from home, so I don't really get to do that that often. Maybe uh, squelch some of that social awkwardness. I don't yeah, there know, you go. But just, yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And that starts with you humbling yourself because you saw that yeah. in Scripture. And then it's sharing because yep. you saw that in Scripture. Yep. Super. Yep. Good. Thank you. Okay, Jen. Um, okay, so I will, um, if it, we are about to go through some, by our human standards, something hard and scary. Um, but I will remain confident in his promises and I have and have joy in this in this circumstance to show the character of God and who he is. Wow. Wow. So it's probably not going to be being naked in a cemetery, cutting yourself with rocks, but no, you're up no. against something difficult. Yes. But you realize that he's bigger. Yes. Yeah. And that's excellent. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so mine was. Um, because I said that not to be fearful about supernatural stuff or worrying about other people being fearful about supernatural stuff. So mine is I'm going to preach a message next week that I've been debating. Ooh. Debating. So I'm just telling you. Uh, so I've been kind of messing around with this for a while. Uh, and I actually have a kind of an open week next week between series or whatever. So that's, that's what I'm going to do. So the cool thing when you do these types of studies, if you do them in small groups, this is why it's, there's some, a really additional valuable piece here is accountability. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Because imagine if the three of us were going to get together up here next week, I could say, Jen, how's it been going with that thing? Mm -hmm. You know, can I pray with you? Can I pray for you? How's it been going? And then, you know, are you doing the thing that you felt like God was calling you to do? Shane, how did it go? Did you humble yourself every day? Not to, not to like call somebody out, but it's, this is what accountability looks like. Yep. Right? And so for us just to share. And if I don't do mine, you'll know because everybody will hear it. Okay, so that's how it works. What do you think? Yeah? So did we do anything that you think really is weird? We're hearing from God. That's what we're supposed to do. The Bible's pretty clear. If you believe the Bible, it's full of his spirit and you're full of his spirit. Why would we not listen to his spirit in you? Why would we not listen to his spirit in each other to help us sync up with the text. Does that make sense? So I really suggest that you give this a try, man. You can do, and, and, and it's, you know, you haven't done it before, um, but just write down these questions. If you uh, wanna see a little video, kind of a refresher of how this thing works, on that yellow form, there's a QR code. And if you shoot that, you'll get like a four minute video on how to do this uh, Discovery Bible study. But I really encourage you to try this um, at your family devotionals or offices or by yourself or just kind of whatever works for you. Um, so. Volunteers, if you have a station you need to be to, this is your 30-second head start. You have to go. <laughs> Bye, Jen. Thank you. Will you guys clap for my volunteers that were up here? No, stay right there. Okay. Let me give you guys just a couple of quick announcements before you go. Um, every year, um, if you've given a financial contribution to the church, you get an email or a letter from us that says, here's how much money you gave. 
right, for your taxes and all that, um, you're gonna be getting an email in the next week or so, and it will include a link to that, but it's also gonna have some amazing information. We're really, really trying to be a little bit more transparent where the money's going and what we're doing with the money, and it's gonna show you kind of how your money was spent this year, some of the amazing stuff God did with your money this year, and kind of some ideas we have going forward with how we're gonna need to be spending some money. So I just really encourage you when you get that, you can scan straight down to the bottom and click, and it'll go straight to your statement. You can print it, and you're good to go. But take your time and read through that. God has done some pretty incredible stuff through this church this year. Let's review it, and let's uh, give thanks for it. Um, don't forget to sign up for the men's retreat if you're a man, and don't forget to sign up for the Valentine's banquet if you're 50 or over 50, or can get a date who is. Okay? God bless you guys. Have a great week. Read your Bibles.